scrimmage. Here's Cora. Welcome to the Casuals to Degenerates podcast. I'm your host, Luke Probasco, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Jacob Belleville. Welcome, Jacob. Hello. How's it going? Uh, it's been an exhausting week. Uh, my wife's birthday is this month, and she wanted a bathroom remodel. So I have been starting and working on that. That's been something. Um, sounded like a great idea. Not as great as I wanted to. Um, took Monday off of work and came back to an email at work on Tuesday saying I had a um, job interview for a different position within the same company. Uh, Wednesday at 10 in the morning. I was like, oh, okay. So I've got like makeup from everything on Monday and then interview on Wednesday. I think I did did all, all right, but... Uh, been a whirlwind of a of a week so far. Get to finally settle down and talk some NCAA and call or and NFL football with you guys. Southern Bear. Yep, yep. You're here. You've got a haircut. People can't see it, but looking fresh and clean. What's going on, Lucas? Uh, how much did you pay for that haircut? Is that like? All your winnings from betting on Iowa sports, everyone seems to be doing it. You know, call me Iowa and Iowa State sports players. I'm just betting all the sports in Iowa. I bet Iowa State intramural ping pong the other day. Did you win? $1,000 parlay. I hit it. Wow, that's how you bought that house, huh? Yeah, well... You know, they don't really look into stuff like that when you do mortgages. Smart. Yeah. How much How much did you uh, pay for them to make you look like Forrest Gump? <laughs> <laughs> well, it was expensive. You gonna start? You gonna start running? <laughs> let's not get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> All right. Let's Let's just uh, Let's just chill out. We're gonna start with one thing, and then we're gonna move on to the other. All right, Jacob. Well, hey, how's your week been? 
Pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, busy at work, but that's nothing new. Well, let's get right into it. Make sure you go rate, review, make sure you're downloading it. Again, guys, like I know some of you aren't even listening. We've talked about a really good trade opportunity between two teams, Patrick and Brett. No trades got done this week. Obviously, neither of them listened. Maybe Patrick didn't even listen to the podcast he was on. I'm not sure. So make sure your rate review. Give us uh, five stars. Helps with the algorithms. Um, other things I've seen that have been helping is if we say, say like Arch Manning, Arch Manning, Arch Manning, Arch Manning. Did you say Arch? Yep, Arch. Okay. okay. Well, so those things get picked up, so that should help. I expect a lot of downloads this week. Tom Malachi Rudy. Nelson, we want those West Coast guys. Yep, California. Yep. Tom Brady. Pizza Tom, Ranch. Tom Brady is unretiring. Maybe that'll maybe that'll get us some big uh, big downloads. I love Lamp. <laughs> Let's get into our quick hitter. Who am I? As always, I've got five clues. By the fifth one, I hope you get it. The first three are typically a little bit more difficult, so I will go relatively quick on those. Raise your hand when you've got it. Since we're in audio medium, I will let the the audience know when you've locked something in. So clue number one. I am a college running back who was a top 20 rusher in the NCAA in 2022 and will be a top five rusher or return rusher when people graduated, moved on to the NFL. So of the people left, he would be a top five. Moving on to number two. I am four years removed from high school and have played in two different conferences, but only on one team. So I have to say four years removed because I don't know who's seniors and who's juniors, COVID, all that <laughs> stuff. But based off of this, he's been on one team and they have, and he has moved conferences. Tweet is doing a lot of math. I think he's got a calculator. Not sure what he's doing there. Well, moving on to number three. My second year, I played three games as quarterback in Conference USA. So now I've given you one conference. Okay, Jacob wants to lock in. No, he's taking it back. He's taking it back. So now I've given you, he's four years removed. He's played on one team but two conferences. One of those conferences was Conference USA. He was also a top 20 rusher in 2022. Step, or not step four, (laughs) clue number four. My dad played running back for the U. Oh, I got it. Lock it in. Tweet's locking it in. Belvo's locking it in. We don't even need clue five. Tweet, you locked it in first. Who is it? Frank Gore. 
Mm, no. Jacob, who is it? It's going to be Frank Gore Jr. It is! Oh, God. Yeah! Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Jacob, you crushed it. I did. Oh, my gosh. I didn't realize this was Jeopardy, and I had to use... I had to answer with a question and put the whole word in there. It wasn't a question. It was just, who is it? You said Frank Gore. Frank Gore retired from football. Like, it wasn't him. Well, I forgot the junior. I was basically right. No. Frank Gore played for Miami. (laughs) (laughs) This this. So, this, game, this game's bullshit. So, clue number five, my dad was traded from the 49ers to the Eagles. Oh, wait, that didn't happen. My dad went to the Colts instead. That hopefully would have given it away. But maybe Tweet should have waited till clue number five. Maybe he would have got it at that point. We're not sure. He probably still would have, you know, said Frank Gore. Congratulations, Jacob. That might be your first win. Thank you. And I think I've won a few of these now. Oh, you have? All right. Well, hopefully, you know, wonder how many uh, listeners got tripped up with that one. But yes, Frank Gore Jr. on Ian's team. So a, a good college asset, probably probably not much more than that. You never know. His never. dad had a hell of a career. I'm going to guess that all three listeners also got tripped up. Also, probably, probably. <laughs> all right. Another quick hitter. I was out in public last weekend. I was in a store. I was in Dollar General. No, Dollar Tree. I was with Tweet. Some rando comes up to me, looks like a a fucking zombie, grabs my arm and said, the cellar dweller found me when he came up from the cellar those couple weeks in the NFL season, talked to this person and asked them, what does Notre Dame need to do to win a national championship before he went back into his cellar? They they found me in this Dollar Tree. Tweet was there. He saw it. I was just trying to get some index cards. Just trying to get some index cards is all we tried. But Chad... During his two weeks stint out there walking amongst the people, all he wants to know is what Notre Dame has to do to win a national championship. You can go from anything to more money for NIL, a new coach, a new conference, whatever. Jacob, what does Notre Dame need to do to win a national championship? That's all the cellar dweller wants to know. I think we need a public apology from the university to all people who were made to sit through the movie Rudy. <laughs> then we need a, a heartfelt apology from Lene Kakua to Manti Teo, one that's actually believable. Okay. And then the third thing we need is probably just lower like their admission standards. Get some real talent in there, you know? So those were the three things that'll win in it. I mean, the Rudy one might go a long ways. I think so. I mean, I would never attend there just because that movie's so horrible. I, I feel like less Jesus, more drug dealing. I mean, I just feel like that's a recipe for success. Well, it's working for Georgia currently. 
that it is. I want OWIs. I want, you know. Doesn't necessarily work for Texas A&M. So there's, well, a, there's a fine line. We're not sure where it is. It's a very fine line. But it's called the Bible Belt. The Bible Belt. <laughs> <laughs> Tweet, what else, what else does Notre Dame need? Uh, they probably need a little more quarterback talent. More quarterback talent. Mm-hmm. Maybe they could also get like Samwise Gamgee to steal the ring of power from Frodo and take it back to Notre Dame, where he resumes his role as Rudy. <laughs> <laughs> full circle, full circle. Yes. Um, I'm going to say Notre Dame needs to join a conference. Let's start there. Um, it just kind of makes sense for the Big Ten. Kind of, they're around, you know, they're ground and pound. Just, just join the Big Ten. They've also got the basketball. Kind of makes sense. You're right there in the Midwest. Ish. Is any conference really going to turn them away? Probably not. No, no, no way. But you know, you got the. SEC, then you've got probably the Big Ten. So let's just go to the Big Ten. Let's start there. That way you can play in a conference championship and have an option for a first-round buy. Let's start there. Second, let's spend a little bit more money on players. They brought in um, was an offensive coordinator from – or they brought in the head coach from Utah to be their offensive coordinator – and everyone thought that that was a done deal, but apparently they didn't offer him enough money, and he went back to Utah. I'm pretty sure all the collection plates around America can go and help hire a offensive coordinator. So I think you need to give more money to NIL. I don't know what it is, but get more money. Does It's not going to solve the problem. Just ask Jimbo. They got lots of money, and... They weren't very good. And what else would they need to do? Probably a whole session, a semester of praying. Maybe fasting. Fasting and praying. I think that would all probably go a long ways. Let's start start there. Maybe you make the playoffs again. You know what? They just got a new coach. Um... Let's get a new coach in there. Let's give them Tim Tebow, a man of the Lord. If he can't do it, who can? Give him Tim Tebow. Maybe he's a quarterback coach. Maybe not head coach. Bring back uh, Steve Spurrier. Get that hat in there. He, uh, Goes old school. What do you think about that tweet? What are you doing, tweet? <laughs> uh, My dog shit on the carpet. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I'm just cleaning her up. Have you seen me high jump that couch, though? <laughs> you rolled over it. I wouldn't call it a high jump. It's higher jumping than you think. I'm. Uh, I, I don't know. I've been at that house. I've seen that couch, and it ain't much of a high jump. It's a lot of height. But anywho, Tim Tebow, bold move. 
but he'll get you motivated. So, Chad, let us know uh, what you think about Notre Dame and what they need to do to win a national championship. Maybe it's strictly being on Peacock Television, so no one has to watch them. Let's move on to our NCAA news that we have for this week. Not a lot going on, but we do have Chris Marshall been dismissed from Old Miss from uh, who knows why, but that is two strikes. This ain't baseball, Grim. Two strikes and you're out for me. Those are two red flags. You're a bonehead. Probably not going to work. Just ask uh, Jacob and IG Hall. So I'm done with uh, Chris Marshall. Micah Pittman, uh, he is going to Utah. Nate, he's on your team. So Utah gets a wide receiver. We'll see how that goes. And then I want to spend a little bit of time here on Iowa and Iowa State has apparently a gambling problem. And uh, sounds like Hunter Deckers has been involved in some of this gambling. Luckily, Iowa doesn't really have great uh, quarterback play. um, So we don't have to worry about our quarterbacks. So don't have to worry about that. And then we've got uh, Dean Nolan Morissette had a DUI there for Georgia. Also on Grimm's team. Also on Grimm's team. Grim might be coming the new tweet. It sounds like it to me. It sounds like there's not a lot of discipline in that camp, which does not surprise me, especially when Grim is just bent on these take locks of Saquon Barkley and Travis Etienne. I had an opinion. Opinions change over time, but Grim is just hung up on something I said months ago. He'll probably never trade with me again because of this thing that I said, and I change my opinions, but he does not. And that's fine, Grim, if you don't want to trade with me because you're stuck in take lock. That is fine. What did you say? What? What did you say? (laughs) Uh, He asked me, this was months ago, he asked me what I would add on to Travis Etienne for Saquon Barkley, and I said nothing. Mm. It'd have to be straight up. And I said, Saquon Barkley's too old. And he's like, they're about the same age. And I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> I'm not like I'm not adding anything to Travis Etienne. And then he got his panties in a bunch and he took his ball and went home. That's what I do. Anytime someone's trying to trade me a guy, I'm just like, they're too old. And they're like, oh, they're 19. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I have come around. I like Saquon a little bit more than I did. But I won't tell Grim that because he's stuck in take lock from whenever. He probably still thinks drafting quarterback and linebacker in the first round are good things for a team. Well, we anyway. all know. We all know his team's really going down a dark, dark path. Well, Saquon, he knows he knows best. Well, Saquon Saquon may kill a guy. Who knows? He's not. I don't know about that. But so let's talk about this a little bit. We've got Iowa and Iowa State having gambling uh, rumors, and then you got Georgia with a lot of fast drivers. DUIs, some drug rumors. 
Maybe beating women. I don't know. So what? what's worse? You are a head. You're an athletic director, and you have to deal with one of these two things. Which would you rather deal with? Gambling or DUIs, drugs, domestic assault? Jacob, you first. As an athletic director? Yeah. I mean... Or a football coach, whatever. The problem is, is like there's already like laws in place for all the stuff that's going on at Georgia. So the police have to deal with it, not necessarily the athletic director. So I would say that like that's easier than the gambling. The gambling is like, this is legal. It's just illegal if you're like in a sport. It's illegal according to the NCAA. So then it becomes my problem as the athletic director. So you'd rather have I'd rather my I'd rather my job as athletic director be as easy as possible. And winning championships help. Yes. So yeah. we can brush a whole lot of stuff under the rug with a championship. Tweet, what about you? I am all about the gambling. Bring it on, bring it on my squad. Let's do it. Let's go. I don't need let's parlay yeah. this thing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, at this point in time, as a as a athletic director like Nate and uh as a team owner, that sounds probably bad, but as a owner of multiple fantasy teams who can't seem to keep guys out of prison, <laughs> get, give me gambling all day. Yeah, I would say I would rather have the gambling than the other stuff just because of the optics, you know, especially given my coaches, doesn't matter if it's basketball, baseball, football, you're going into these homes of recruits and trying to like tell their parents like your kids are going to be safe with, you know, it's going to be an extra family. It's going to be this and that. You got drugs around and you got fast cars or you got a little bit of gambling. They're like, hey, maybe you, you get a little bit more money quicker. Yeah, but if a coach goes into your house and says there's going to be no drugs, there's going to be no drinking, there's going to be none of that on a college campus, they are full of it. I didn't say they would say there would be none of it. Hey, one one hey. less question they have to ask. Hey, welcome to my home. Please lie to me. <laughs> So, I want to hear what you guys think. Put it in the chat. Uh, reach out to me on Twitter. What do you think? Which one would you rather deal with as an athletic director or a football coach? Whatever you want to take it as. But, you know, you get drafted into the NFL. Oh, winning, winning cures a lot of things. Winning cures a lot of things. That is all we have for NCAA news. Jacob, what do we have for NFL news? NFL news, really, just the NFL released the schedule today, I believe. So I've never really understood why everybody gets so excited about that. I mean, there's 32 teams. They all have to play somebody. So and you already know what conferences are playing up against. It's just like, what days do they play? Yep. So that's not really all that exciting. Very exciting. 
And then um, Malik Willis is rumored to potentially be a cut candidate. And I, you know. What? What? Oh, my gosh. Who would have saw this coming? Not Brett. Oh, man. What's, what's really crazy is kind of what Brett gave up to get Malik Willis's services. Oh, I'm sure it was very fair if we were to put any opinions out there. So this is just me- by memory, but I believe it was George Kittle, who's a top five tight end in the league. Can we okay. agree on that? I heard him. I've heard yep. of him, yep. Yep. And then um, there's another player. Do you guys remember? Uh, Noah Gray. Oh, it was Rashad White. Oh, um, yeah. He looks to be a starting running back maybe this year. Okay. Um, hmm. And then in return, he got Malik Willis. Calvin Austin, stud dog. I th- I think Noah Gray, right? Dog. And then the NFL two hundred nine, which he just used on a fella named Michael Ezeke. Ooh, dog. Are you guys familiar with him? Oh yeah, dog. Where would he come from? That's a great question. I don't know. Um. <laughs> so if I'm Brett. I probably have a problem with Grimm because this trade was made after Malik Willis was drafted in the third round, not even before. At this point in time, do we still have to keep Malik Willis stats? We do. Okay, yeah. just make yeah. sure. Absolutely. I'll be sure to – I should be able to pencil him in week to week right now, but, uh, you know, I just want to make sure as a stat guru and the guy that picks all the winners – I want to make sure I have Malik Willis on lockdown for zero, for zero, for zero, for zero. But currently, Will Levis is behind Malik. So let's not get, you know, Malik's still number two. Well, I accidentally drafted Will Levis in the first round this weekend. That was funny. <laughs> Just was to make flex? him feel. Will Levis. It was Will Levis. It was was it Superflex? Uh, no, yeah. not Superflex. It was oh a rookie God. draft. What are you doing? <laughs> he drafted Will Levis first. It was okay. an accident. I was scrolling and I hit the button. Okay. Well, anyways, I do find it a little bit weird that no other team would offer any type of trade for Malik Willis. Like, are they really going to cut him or would they trade him for like a sixth round pick or something? That seems more likely to me, but. Yeah, but I'm maybe hey, I I thought Brett was going to be on tonight, but apparently he's not. It's probably so, the Malik Willis news. He's probably, you know, because I was going to ask him like, Brett. does he have anything he wants to say to Grim right now? Maybe well, maybe he'll show up next week and we can ask him. Okay, maybe he'll maybe he'll actually show up. But hey, maybe maybe Brett was pounding the table. I know he's made a lot of trades in the league. Maybe he was like, "Grim, you have to give me Malik Willis or else." And that's probably more likely what happened than you know, Grim fleecing somebody. Yeah, because we've seen Grim's team and it ain't that good, so we know he ain't fleecing people. He's no. got Grayson McCall coming up. You better watch out, boys. So. Is that pretty much all we have for NFL news? That's it. Yeah, it was a pretty, pretty quiet week. Very Let's quiet. get into our, our trades for the week. 
Okay, and let's get into that. Was it? That was it? You missed it. It was a small town, no stoplight, no stop sign. You missed it. Still at thirty-two trades for the year, which is uh, pretty good, though. That's not so bad. To our, we are going to get into our back to our managers' interviews this week with Jacob Belleville. <laughs> Boom! But the oh, drum yeah. roll usually comes before the name. Oh, but, well, I thought we that, rehearsed this. But that's okay. Some are calling him the Buffalo Bills of the league. You know, the team that looks good on paper, gets bounced in the playoffs, just, you know, never really makes it to the championship. That's what some are saying. Not me. A lot of the rumbles. A lot been, of the rumbles. I've been calling him the Buffalo Bill for years. <laughs> Just different, different stuff, though. I mean, excuse me. So, Jacob, yes. what is the biggest thing that you have learned now two years into C2C leagues? Hmm. Some, of, some of this league, I mean, your player valuations are just way off. Some of the managers here tweet. I mean, you burned it down. I've got elite player. I don't. Emails. I don't think. I don't think the grass is growing back, man. Oh, put straight up roundup on all of it. Yeah, because it's almost like flipped. Like where the league wanted to get way younger after the draft, and then some teams tried to do that, and it didn't work out. And now, like these veteran players are just cheap, cheap. I'm still devoting my life to the youngins. I mean that in a college football aspect. I don't know. Or you're still talking about Notre Dame. Not sure. <laughs> so then, so um, do, uh, do, then definitely don't, uh, I guess from like a freshman perspective for our drafts, like I'm not, I'm never going to draft somebody under 180 pounds at any position. Some of you love to do that. I don't – I mean, go for it. More more guys for you, huh? I guess. Jacob loves the thick boys. I do. So how did you feel that year two went in your, you know, process or your strategy here from where you started? Honestly, it went pretty good. Like I hit on a bunch of like – guys in our college startup that are now on my NFL roster. They all got, I mean, I think my first like four rounds of our startup, they all went in like the first, second or third round. So can't, can't complain about that. So we're building, we're building. It's called delayed gratification. Yeah. You guys should should try it sometime. I don't know. I prefer winning. I might be here for the next five to ten years. Just delayed gratification? By yeah. by here he means in the bottom. So Well, I was on the bottom. I was, I was the second worst team, I think, in our first year on the NFL side. Who was the and worst? Last team? year I think I finished like fourth. Okay. Right? You know, so this year probably first. Next year, <laughs> probably first. The year after that, probably first. 
Oh, you're starting to sound like LeBron James in his uh, Miami. <laughs> not one, not two. How many? How many rings did he predict? Seven, I think it was six or seven, I think. Well, I'm going eight, eight 20. in a row. Okay, that's what's happening. Well, let's, so hey, whoa, 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 whoa! There, Buffalo Bill. No, it's happening. Let's let's just try to get through the first round of the playoffs first. Let's just get to this next season because I don't even remember what happened last year. I took the rearview mirror out of my truck. We don't look in the past. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. So what do you feel is your biggest weakness on the NFL side? I don't have one. No weakness at all. Zero. My taxi squad is better than Tweet's starting lineup. <laughs> So, if you have news, we got elite talent on my squad, and I can't wait to beat you a couple times this year. So, if you have this year, so Jacob, if you have no weakness, why did you get bounced round one of the playoffs? You talking about last year? Yes, I don't even remember that happening. Because of the rear view mirror, it's it's gone? It's gone. It's gone. Okay. Whole new team. If you have no weakness, why do you still have Jalen Rager on your team? Because at one time I really, really loved him. <laughs> what is your biggest strength? Is your biggest strength that you have no weakness? I think my biggest strength is honestly like all positions. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> no, probably quarterback. I don't know how that happened either, but like my quarterback situation is pretty pretty great. Um, yeah, Zach Wilson I, is pretty all right. Why don't you talk about the other four ahead of him? So that Davis was kind of yeah, interesting. Uh, I had Watson. Word is he's coming back. I sell him to Nate. Then word is he's not coming back. And then Nate's like, I needed. To sell low on this guy, and then you swooped in. Sometimes you just pick up value where value is at. So, like, I, I didn't set out, I didn't plan to have Lamar and Jalen Hurts and Deshaun Watson and Zach Wilson and Anthony Richardson on my roster. But here we are. And some mention- of you, and some of you, including you, tweet, might have to trade me for one of those guys. You didn't even mention the best player. You had Gardner Minshew on your squad. Yeah, lock up that Colts quarterback. That's what Jacob's trying to do. Gardner Minshew. I mean, like, if someone's hurt, he kind of he kind of does all right. Well, if we've learned anything, this league does He'd not start value Brett's quarterback. Team. There's a lot of people that can start for Brett's team. Yes, including Jalen Rager. Uh, you're probably not wrong there. <laughs> You guys can't see this, but Tweet is doesn't know how to use a cell phone. Like usually, you put like the flat part of it up to your ear, and he's like got it perpendicular to his. I don't know what he's doing. What are you doing there, uh, Bear? He's just trying to listen to noises. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So we've. We've realized that your team is really good on the NFL side, Jacob. That's why you got bounced in the first round and are known as the Bills of this league. 
again, I don't know what you're referring to. Well, do you ever so when you're driving this metaphorical car that truck? No, it's my actual one. It's out in the street right now. Okay, and we're, having our deck, we're having our deck redone, so I can't park in my driveway. Okay, you've you've ripped the rear view mirror off. But the nice thing is, is if you park in the street, you just pull straight ahead. So I don't even need to look behind me and back up. Like I just pull straight ahead. Okay, just so move you, forward. So you we do move. Look, we move forward. So you move forward. How the best far? Your pullout game's been in years. I mean, excuse me. How far ahead do you look? Like miles, feet, on the NFL side. Yeah, it's looking like I'm looking forward. I guess it's the present because it's this year, right? Okay. But then also the next eight to ten years. So you're seeing okay. that far out, and yes. Wow! Like if you're able to finally make a championship, you could be the next Jim oh. Kelly. Just lose them all. Yeah, that would be something. It's going to be very similar to your quarterbacks. Lose them all. How am I going to lose them? Their legs. (laughs) (laughs) We're back on this. We're back on this. All right, all right, all right, all right. So what is your strategy here on the NFL side? We're going to win. Okay. We're going to win a lot. Probably all of them. Just all of them. We're going to win it. Just going to win all the games. Yep. And you feel like you can do that with Juju Smith-Schuster in your lineup? Yeah. What about DeAndre Hopkins? You don't like DeAndre Hopkins? He a bad player to you, Tweet? That's probably why your team looks the way it does. And I don't know if I love him in Arizona. He's been in Arizona. Is Do you feel comfortable with... Uh, Miles oh, wait, 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 wait. Okay, you guys you guys are talking about Juju and you're talking about DeAndre Hopkins like I don't have replacements. But just look at my taxi squad, you know? <laughs> Got Quentin Johnston. He's he's on the come up. Right? Right. Okay. Justin Ross. Come up. Come up. I'm Hopefully hoping to trade him. I'm hoping to trade him Brett. I need one big game out of him and then I'll just take everything Brett has left Rakeem Jarrett, um, undrafted free agent, still mm-hmm. without a team. Come up, uh, T- Titus Swin. Uh, he was part of the Colts for a couple hours before he got cut. Yep, that pretty solid. So, Quandre White, great. You don't want to talk about the other ones, huh? Okay, Julius Chestnut. Mm hmm. Kenny McIntosh, okay. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Pretty solid. Callan LeBlanc. Jared Wayne, man. Corey Davis, yep. Okay, Mm. yeah, 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 yeah. You're good. You're good. You're good. Math checks out. Math checks out. He's got about damn near as many Jets as Nate does. Well, I don't know what I was going to say. Sweet. Pretty rude of you guys to have me on and interview me and not even talk about my good players. But all right, let's talk about your good players. Go ahead. Uh, what do you think about Justin Jefferson? Do you think he's any good? He's okay. In a PPR league, do you think he'll catch any passes? Maybe like 130. 
Okay, let's go to the next guy. Let's go to this Bijan Robinson fella, yep. who is not on your taxi squad. One of the only players that you have mm-hmm. not moved down. You think he's actually g- gonna start? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> oh wow, that's a bold take. Yeah, it's pretty. I'm just a real big believer. You know, <laughs> I might be the only one who believes in him that way. And I think yeah. that's why he ended up on my squad. Who are like, we talking about? Bijan. Bijan. I, I mean, I didn't believe in him, but then you, sometimes you just got to look at draft capital and be like, well, I guess, you know, the NFL sees something I don't. Yep. You There's know? some people that believe in Jameer Gibbs, too. So Some do. Some do. Some try to sell him before, you know, the ways in light. And some people just believe. Some people believe. Some people draft him. You know, in the startup. I yeah. believe in a thing called love. All right. <laughs> All right. So now we've talked about some of your good players. Let's talk about Nick Chubb. Let's talk about him. What do you think he will do in this offense here with uh, Deshaun Watson? Deshaun Watson comes back and Nick Chubb's numbers go down. Honestly, had Nick Chubb got the same run he did with Deshaun Watson that he had with Jacoby Brissett, that dude would have smashed. He probably would have been RB1. He already put up the best uh, – I'm trying to remember what he had last year for rushing yards. Um, last year he ran for over 1,500 yards, which was his best beating his – 2019 by roughly 29 rushing yards. Just a stud. And he pretty much did nothing once, uh, like, no touchdowns once Watson came back. Is that, are you afraid at all that that's what's going to happen? Or, like, hey, Watson's going to come back to form and he's going to get down to the end zone? And, you know, I'm not. I'm not just because uh, that pesky Kareem Hunt is gone, so I'm hoping that we see an uptick in the receiving game for Nick Chubb. Think Jerome Ford will bite bite into that at all? No, because I think he's trash. All right. There you have it. Patrick, catching strays. (laughs) See here. Question number 15,242 of this interview. What is your biggest weakness on the NCAA side? Ooh. Biggest weakness on the NCAA side. Do we have that kind of time? (laughs) Uh, My biggest weakness on the NCAA side is my unwillingness to target anything that I don't think could be in the NFL. And that basically means that I I have a very young squad. And it remains to be seen how many points they will actually put up this year. So if you guys have not been following along, Jacob's interview here, it's very similar to a job interview where, Jacob, what is your biggest weakness? Well, you know, I just, I cared too much sometimes, you know, and like sometimes I work too hard uh, that's what it, you know. That's what it's coming across like. Does that sound about right, Jacob? I don't even know where you got that from. 
I just I, told you my weakness. I'm I just, might not be good on the NCAA side. His weakness is like not <laughs> my weakness is my unwillingness to draft non Devi guys. My unwillingness to draft Mac and G five guys to just so that I can win on the college side and then watch them stay on my roster for six years as they play out their sixth season for UTSA. Which does that, does that sound like any managers in this league? I mean, which, I mean, which, you also just draft random guys that don't play and probably won't make it too. So who's that tweet? Like who? I mean, are you are you pretty pretty big on your your boy Joe Hyman? No, that was a luxury pick. <laughs> yeah, I but did, did Evan Hall get drafted? Before Sean Tucker, ooh, yeah. Northwestern, okay. Well, let's. Whoa, whoa, whoa! I know you whoa. don't have a rear view mirror. I but don't. Somebody, but somebody had some pretty lofty expectations for Sean Tucker on this podcast. The tweet really did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I I believe. Let's. I'm gonna. I'm gonna find it. I'm gonna figure out what this was. I mean, I don't even tweet. Did you even offer me Sean Tucker for Evan Hall? Like, what are you doing? Do you want your team to be good? No, I, I, I didn't. Um, <laughs> you offered me a guy that didn't even play college football for Sean Tucker and Oshane at one point in time. Who was that? Demos. No. <laughs> <laughs> People wonder why we can't trade. <laughs> so, well, I also tried to trade for Dion Smith, who was then – and a JUCO who then failed out of that JUCO who was on your team. Well, you got another guy. I wonder like why that. we. I wonder why we can't trade. Well, I mean, you got a running back similar. Who's that? Emory, the guy who's been on the field for LSU. That's pretty similar. Yeah, is he going to be on there this year? He played in the spring game. Well, you know, I don't know if you have to make grades to play spring games. <laughs> Well, your guy isn't on a football team. Yeah, just wait. <laughs> so what is your biggest strength on the NCAA side? Hmm. Nothing. Right now it's looking like quarterback. I got three quarterbacks that should put up like points this year. But then all three of them are going to be off my roster. So then I've got uh, Ja'Curry Brown and Nate Johnson waiting in the wings. But if, if honestly, the league has taught me anything over the last three years, your team can be subpar or average and still do well with three performing college quarterbacks. Shots fired, Nate. Pew, pew. No, that wasn't for Nate. That was oh, for well, Corey. Shit. That was for Corey because he had, what was it, Ritter, Howell, Ritter, he had like uh, Corral, Ritter, Corral, and another quarterback that pretty much like ballooned his team to a playoff appearance because his quarterbacks would score like 30 to 40 points each a week. I mean, there's three quarterbacks playing, so you're going to rely heavily on them usually. But if they're all scoring like 30, 40 points a week, like. Well, yeah, I mean, the rest of your team doesn't have to do a lot. Well, it's like Ian scoring 80 with one. 
<laughs> yeah. Jacob knows something. Only against me. <laughs> he tweets talking all this trash, but last time I checked, two of my quarterbacks are both in the top 10 for odds on the Heisman. You got that? I got running backs for that. Running backs. Okay, no win. running backs are not winning a Heisman. Let's. Who's going to – Blake Corum? Good. Stop it. Not All right, Travis. All right, Jacob. What is you? You touched on he's a little literally bit. number. He's he has the second best odds to win the Heisman right now. That means jack shit at this point in time. Okay. Brock Purdy had that last two years ago if too. You think Jordan Travis is going to have a bad year? Let's rewind. Not, I don't know if we good. had it. If we had a clip, somebody clip it. If we had it on on air, I don't recall, but it definitely happened behind the scenes. Jacob, do you remember who I said was the dark horse? or the early candidate for um, Heisman. You remember this conversation? No. Well, then, that's right. Forgot you do not have that rear view mirror. Tweet, were you on at this point? Do you ha- do you recall this? Is it? Are you about to toot your own horn? Yeah. Neither, neither one of us remember any of that. And yeah. I don't think well, yeah, do we, No, if you don't remember that, do you remember my two championships this last nope. year in both yeah. sides? No. Oh, well, I'll have to remind you all this year. Okay. You've touched on it a little bit, Jacob. But what is your strategy here on the NCAA side other than attacking heavy on the CFS side and no Debbie potential? I keep waffling back and forth. Like, part of me likes what I did last year because I think I got three or four running backs two wide receivers that I think have NFL upside that should actually put up points this year. But at the same time, I mean, if I take a bunch of freshmen like I did last year, they're probably still a year out from actually being difference makers, like on my team scoring. So I think, I mean, like other than like Quinshawn Judkins, like how many freshmen were really started like week to week last year? Not too many. So, I mean, you had Singleton who had a great year, but, how many times were you actually starting him over, you know, other proven college guys? I don't know. Not very often. Yeah. So, so that me want, I want to go freshman heavy again. I think I'll always want to do that, but I think that there's some pieces I can get that are more, at least going to score me a few more points on the CFF side. If they fall to me. My question for you is at what point do you go freshman heavy and continue to go freshman heavy and then have to cut people? before they've even had a chance to make an impact. I've already traded the guys that I want to cut. I understand that, but like at some point in time, that's going to come back to bite you. I don't think so. So, Jacob, you're not going to trade the the next guy that comes up just cuz he didn't play very much his freshman year. I did. I did that with multiple guys. So, so at some point in time, when you continue to go freshman, 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 freshman. So, for example, tweet Denylon Morissette, I believe was my like wide receiver five when I was done like looking and evaluating at that freshman class. So I was very high on Denylon Morissette. I then traded him because he didn't even see the field. We just said there's maybe two freshmen that were really impactful. You brought up two guys, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> if you go freshman heavy every year, 
and then you get rid of over half the freshmen you draft. Yep. Are you ever going to hit or are you going to trade away people that you should have hit on, but you were too impatient? That's my question. But I will say that's, that's my problem. And like this year, it's going to be a great problem for the rest of the league because you're going to give up on players too soon. You hope, but well, if only two, two freshmen hit every year. Yeah, you will. Well, why do they need to hit? like? Why do they need to be these big hits? So, tweet. Sorry, that's I, what you're wait, that's wait, what whoa, you're whoa, 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 no, whoa! Tweet. What is stop. a what is stop. a hit? Tweet. What is a hit? What do you think is a hit? I want to know what that is. I mean, Singleton. You, we brought him up, right? Okay. Did he have a bad year? No. He rushed for over like a thousand yards. I think as a freshman. Correct. Correct. So you you've got him, and if you go back a year, Travion Henderson. You know, like those guys. Like those guys are, are hitting as freshmen. And if you just give up after their freshman year and then just trade them off, you're actually going to benefit the league more than anything. You're not going to benefit your team hardly at all. Cause then what you're going to do is you're going to get yourself into a cycle. Mm-hmm. You're going to keep taking freshmen, handing them off, taking freshmen. And then the guys you think that are going to make a big time more than likely, I mean, Luther burden, yeah, I think he's got great potential to make it big time. But if he doesn't and the three guys you traded off do, you're just hurting yourself because you gave up on those guys early. Tweet, this entire conversation makes you the mark. I'm going to trade the next JoJo Earl to you. Well, you're I don't want him. You're I don't want him because I do like, just fine in college. You're the kind of guy who's like, wait a minute. He's got three more years of eligibility. He could still hit. You're also the kind of guy that thinks every freshman player should just hit. And if they don't, you're, you're going to trade well, I'm them. I'm not because I already traded him away. Correct. So you're just wasting draft picks. How's it a waste? Because you're just going to do it over and over again. But I keep the good ones. Do you know that? Fairly confident. I mean, I, I have a process. Okay, let's put it that you're way. You're fairly confident. We'll see if it works out. I doubt it does. So while you guys you hope, hear you hope, tweet, while you guys banter here, I've got a couple things. So Jacob, let's. So we had a freshman draft last year. We've had two freshman drafts, correct? Yeah, or uh, just I think just one. We just, just one. had one. Just, just had one. So we haven't really figured it quite out yet, tweet. But let's. Look here at Jacob's draft. So Jacob had a total of three running backs, four wide receivers, two tight ends. I didn't count Anthony Richardson because I cut everything before the combine. Um, and like just a couple weeks after the season, cause I don't want fan tracks to lose everything. So like it's somewhere between like a couple weeks after the season cuts and the combine somewhere in there. So Jacob's got nine players that were eligible to be drafted. So this is his everything, not necessarily freshmen. So it's not looking at everything here. So, well, and I'll talk, he did for people who are not, In the league, he did trade for Anthony Richardson, who did go in the first round, identifying talent, 
something worth knowing. Running backs, let's see here. Jacob had Bijan and Jameer Gibbs, who I traded for. So, again, two guys that he had drafted. What else did you have? You had Hall, which you drafted or which you got off of waivers, correct? Yep. And then McIntosh in the seventh round, who you got off of waivers this last year. Then we have wide receiver wise, QJ, who you acquire during the season via trade, Jonathan Mingo and Marvin Mims. Mims, you got via trade like last year. And Mingo, I think you probably drafted him. Drafted. So those two went in the second round. So you had three guys that went in the first two rounds. So right now Jacob's got a first-round quarterback, two first-round running backs, a first-round wide receiver. What you're bringing up is completely different than identifying freshman talent. Bijan was not a freshman when Jacob drafted him. Bijan was a very well-known running back. Bijan, like identifying Bijan is not okay. The a, a fucking golden gym. That's like Brees Hall. Like it's like saying like. Oh my God! Like I identified these guys that are great. Okay, okay what, I'm saying, so what I'm saying though, what I'm saying though is, at some point in time, you can draft all these freshmen, and if you keep playing that game every year, and you you draft, we'll just throw numbers out there. I don't know what the real numbers are. You draft ten freshmen. You Let's trade, trade five. We'll just say trade half, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Odds are, out of that half, somebody's going to boom. Whether you think he's not or whatnot, he's going to boom. Like The odds are just as high as you trading one of those guys away as you keeping one of the guys that's going to boom. I think you should let me worry about that. And no, but, but I'm what I'm trying to me. see is like, why is that your strategy? Like, Why do you want to just keep playing this game and then completely throw yourself, potentially throw yourself just – under the bus and not be good. What do you mean under the bus? So if you continue let me, let me strategy you where you just, all you do is draft freshmen, right? All you do. Yep. Yep. So if that's all you want to do and then trade half of them away, what do you do in four or five years when all the guys you've traded are actually going to the NFL and good and the guys you haven't? Basically I'm hoping the guys that I trade away that they are day three guys. And they can go to you, and then I'll. So what are you what are you identifying out of your guys right now that are day one guys? Besides, well, Quinshawn, Quinshawn Judkins just ran for fifteen hundred yards as a true freshman in the SEC. Okay, so I'm going to keep. I'm going to keep him because he's yeah. probably going to be a high draft pick. What about Luther Burden? Besides his height and weight, what about him? What did he show you that was just elite talent? Well, he was like a five star. Okay, I don't really care about the stars. Basically, um, he's one of the fastest players in his class. And then he was used in a variety of ways at Missouri. And then we'll see what he does going forward. But, I mean, you're basically saying that, like, this 300-yard season and however many touchdowns he had is bad for a freshman. It's not bad for a freshman wide receiver. Now you look at, like, Denylon Morissette. He had eight yards, couldn't get on the field, and I don't. And plays for a twice-as-elite team. Personally, no. And Missouri and Georgia aren't even in comparisons. 
are you going to listen or are you just going to talk? You just said he couldn't get on the field at Georgia. Okay, what wide receivers did they have? <laughs> I mean, at this is point. He, is he competing with Brock Bowers? I mean, but there's still going to be more talent in front of him at Georgia than there will ever be in Missouri. Okay. That's not true? No. <laughs> so you think that's why Dominic Lovett is now at Georgia? Because all that talent that Georgia had at wide receiver. When Lad, McCon- when Lad McConkey was being trotted out there on the field, you thought that Georgia had all this talent at wide receiver. Uh, all I'm saying is I'm thinking that your strategy of just drafting freshmen and trading half of them is going to fail. You can you think not think that. that? You can, no. Why would I do it if I thought that? <laughs> That's what I'm trying to figure out. So, Tweet, what I'm hearing here is you are a concerned member of this fantasy league. And you don't want to see Jacob fail again. I'm just trying to understand the strategy on just going straight freshman all day, every day, and then trading half of them. What's the strategy on not having any high draft picks on the NFL side? Just because there's one. Just because there's one. You've had high draft picks with guys that are pretty well known. So, Okay, so where do you think Quinshawn Judkins is going to go? Is he a day one or day two guy? Well, yes. I – Okay, so what on your roster? On one. What on your roster, other than Drew Aller, would you trade for Quinshawn Judkins? Because I wouldn't accept any of it. And that's fine. Okay, so but you value your players different than I do. It looks like it's working for me. You've hit on one guy. Hmm, okay. All you, all your, that's all you're bringing up. What do you mean? I would. Who are you going to trade me for, Luther Burden? Igbuka. I mean. Ig- Buka's better than Luther Burden. Okay. Yes. Yeah, I believe that. <laughs> yeah. I'm just right. saying, like, so if you do that, this is what I'm trying to figure out. Is like, if you keep doing your strategy and you hit on one, Quinchon Judkins, he's the one you hit on. Is that worth it? Or do you want to, like, take some guys that maybe are going to be a little more well known that could get drafted too? Like, like who? Like, there's guys that you literally just picked up out of free agency. Hold. Yeah, I'm going to keep doing you know. that. Correct. But they're, they're both, there's... they also went in the fifth and the seventh round. Still players. That and, in a, and in a league that is, is as deep as ours, players help. Honestly, I think you should wait a few months and then see how my freshmen are doing. Now sophomores. Tweet, I think. I mean, we'll revisit this. I'm going to keep revisiting it because it'll be kind of funny. <laughs> well, I think what funny also is it. funny is you both have this stance. And Jacob said, when we first started this whole little conversation on strategy, he said, I think it's wild on some of your guys' player evaluations. Mm-hmm. And I think this goes to whether Tweet is right or wrong, goes to prove Jacob. Right, that he think like obviously Jacob thinks he is right, and he thinks player valuations are wildly erratic and off, and this I think proves kind of his point in his in his mind. Does that kind of sound right, Jacob? I just don't understand why tweets so bent out of shape that I take freshmen. 
No, I just I literally just want to know what's going to happen at some point in time. Like, are you going to be pissed that you traded away five guys that go first or second round and then you kept guys that didn't? Maybe that's what but, I'm trying to figure maybe, out. Maybe, but who am I going to be mad at myself? Like, that's well, for me to figure out. Not well, yeah, but like how but how long do you go with that strategy? Like, we're not that far into this where you just like can just say that's your strategy, right? I mean, you can't. Well, well I mean, like, kind of we're here, right? Yeah. Like, I, I'm literally saying that. I mean, don't you want to, like, kind of test the waters a little bit on some other guys, too? I mean, what that's what I'm about? trying to figure out. Test the waters on who tweet? Who's he test? Who does he need to test? I I didn't. I haven't looked at anybody, but, like, that's just what I'm. I'm just spitfiring here. Like, at I think the end of the day, test the waters by, like, picking up Will Levis off waivers. I can't wait to do a tweets interview because I feel like we'll kind of get a little bit more insight here on like, are you talking about like in the freshman draft about when instead of just worrying about freshmen, like, Hey, I'm just going to start. This is the point where I'm turning my, my focus on this CFF production only. Is that what? I mean, at some point in time you, you start looking at that, right? So that's what you're asking. It's like when you're doing that. Correct. But for me, but for because, me it, depends, it depends on the position. Freshman, like freshman running backs and wide receivers, I'm going to target heavily. Quarterback, I've already shown you, I don't do that. Which, no, I agree with. But I, when I have the best NFL quarterback situation in the league. Which, yeah, you're fine. You're, you're perfectly fine there. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, like, you're not, you don't give some players chances that very well could be a very big boom player. And you, you literally just, you base it off of freshman year and we, we can name 10 players that just boom their freshman year at power top power five teams. Right. I mean, and so if you can name hypothetically 10, right. We, no, we name off a couple and then, and they had great seasons. Quinshawn, you can go single 10, you can go those guys and they had great years, like, then what are you selling? That's what, you know, what are you selling? You're just selling guys that just had eight yards, but they went to a top power five conference, you know, team. And that's that's kind of the way I'm looking at it. Like, why am I going to sell this freshman just because he didn't play that well or play that much as a freshman? Like, you go get an Ohio State wide receiver. Okay, he's a freshman, five-star, great. He's got nine five-stars in front of him. Oops, you going to sell him hard or no? Just because he didn't play. Well, I think Jacob mentioned. He's Wait like, a minute. Well, yeah. Okay. Let's hold I'll, up. Like, <laughs> did I did I sell the um, high four star Ohio State wide receiver that had three yards? Or was that our host? <laughs> well, I mean, whoa, whoa. Here, here, here's What's the other. Do you want me to go grab the fleece blankets or no? Here's the flip side of it is you could have a guy like Jojo Earl who's been basically getting along on his recruiting ranking this entire time, and he's probably never going to produce. No, I agree. So I, I agree 100%. do you like? Do you want a roster clogger? I don't. But I would also know not to trade for Jojo Earl. <laughs> would you? Yeah. But you think that they're going to boom? They're I never good. once said Jojo was going to boom. You think Denylon Morissette's going to boom for Grimm? You very well could. He has. He might be suspended. Well, yeah. Chris well, I mean, <laughs> before the OWI, yes. You think Chris Marshall will boom? Well, <laughs> if he goes to Georgia, he might be able to play. 
And that's not, it's also not true because like, I still have a Jai Hall on my roster and that like, I'm not going to cut him yet. Yeah, we know. <laughs> Some players I make exceptions for still got Eric Gilbert hanging around. Yep. No, I was just trying to get in the inside. Like, I, I think at some point that, that strategy, yeah, I agree. You do draft pretty well, and you get some great talent. One thing, I think at one some thing point I, in time, you're going to lose half that talent that you identified high enough to draft, right, and, and draft high because I think Morissette was like a third or fourth rounder. I don't know how many picks you had before but, that. Like, you identified him high enough to use a draft pick on him. Why are you not going to let him sit around? Like, if I went off Drew Aller and was like, he had 48 yards last year, <laughs> like, eh, I got to get rid of him. You can't always just do that, especially at skill positions. I mean. But it's way easier at wide receiver and running back. To get new ones? No, to, like, know when to move off of them. It can be. Situation is different, though, too. A little bit, but like the Jamison Williams of the world where they didn't do anything for a few years and then all of a sudden they get to they transfer and then they go off. That's actually a lot more rare than somebody who just kind of gradually builds freshman, sophomore. I can agree with that to a point, but with the way the transfer portal is now, I don't know if that's 100% true anymore. And the, the, just because you can up and leave and just go wherever you want at any time nowadays. We're going to find out. I think think the transfer portal plays a massive factor in that entire situation. So one thing that I will say, and I'll probably touch up on it when I do my interview, but freshmen, I feel like, especially with high-profile guys or guys that you identify as high-profile, maybe they're not, whatever, you're not paying attention to the stars, whatever, they hold their value longer. So if I do want to trade them, they're still like, hey, this guy didn't, in Jacob's point of view, how I'm interpreting this is Morissette didn't get on the field. That's a yellow flag for me. Maybe not a red flag. It's a yellow flag. I'm willing to trade him. And to somebody else, it's still like, well, he was only a freshman. I still might be able to get some value. I'm going to do this there's still a market for that player because there's still value because some people will say, well, he's only a freshman. Is that, I mean, does that sound reasonable? I mean, and then that also says, well, I'm going to take freshmen because I'll take the ones that produce. And then whichever ones don't, I might still be able to recoup value as opposed to getting a, I don't know, a Malik Willis, Performed for one year on the college side, and then how many points have you got since? Grim a lot because he got like Kelsey or Kittle and Rashad White, but maybe you're not always like that. But I think you're right. I think you, you, you know, people are more willing to trade for those freshmen because they are freshmen, and who knows what's going to happen. I just don't think any of us have sat here and went through long enough to see any of these freshmen to actually move forward and do anything. So Jacob, something we're running a little long here, but something yeah, I want to know hates my strategy. I know it was good. It's good radio. It's good radio. I mean, so 
how much oh, how yes. much research do you do on the college side, whether that's looking into systems, coaches, recruits? How much research do you do? Recruits a lot. College systems and coaches zero. Do you look at film? Do you look at stats, analytics? What do you look at when you're looking at these recruits? Mostly analytics. So basically I take their lowest height, weight um, from recruiting services, historical BMIs for their position. And then I kind of come up with like a, I don't know, a weighted score for just that stuff. And then kind of overlay their overlay like their like top end speed, and then start doing. I do stats for running backs and quarterback with just like kind of points per game, kind of, kind of arbitrary thresholds just sure. for that kind of stuff of like something that would hopefully increase my hit rate. And then um, yeah, that's about it. And then I'll watch I'll watch the ones that kind of fall into those buckets of like, okay, these are guys that line up pretty perfectly with, you know, kind of what the NFL is looking for once they get into the NFL. All right. So which player on your NFL side is your untouchable? Probably Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts. Yep. All right. Tweet. Can we try to figure out something that might be able to convince Jacob? Sounds like he's a pretty stubborn dude. Um, pays a lot. You pays a lot for a vehicle. Rips out its mirror. Wife can't be thrilled about that. That's got to be a safety hazard. Tweet. You better use a uh, Luke's team. <laughs> <laughs> what are we using? Just who do you think? Who do you think could grab Kyle Pitts? Off of um, Jacob's team here. CMC. Well, J- okay. Well, CMC's on. Oh team. boy. Oh, you have CMC. Yep, got him too. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was just, I just know Jacob's heartstrings. So, <laughs> so we're in a super flex league. Would you rather have, as an Eagles fan, would you rather have Saquon Barkley? Or Kyle Pitts? Kyle Pitts. Dak Prescott or Kyle Pitts? Kyle Pitts. In a super flex league? Are you kidding me? Jordan Love. Jesus. Or Kyle Pitts? Kyle Pitts. Stefan Diggs. Kyle Pitts. Drake May. Kyle Pitts. Brees Hall. Kyle Pitts. Brees Hall. Let's go back to Drake May. There was a little bit longer of a pause. What were you thinking? That's because I was like, no, he's still in college. <laughs> he, needs another, he needs another good year. He needs draft capital, all that. Caleb. No, I'm not a Caleb guy. Drake May would get me closer than Caleb. What about Mac Jones? Never in a million years. <laughs> Trevor Lawrence. Kyle Pitts. Okay, that's you are wild. Let's see here. Okay, but I'm coming at it like I don't need any of the, all those quarterbacks are worse than the quarterbacks I have. Jonathan Taylor. Mm. 
He's going to say Cal Pitts, but Cal Pitts. He knows he's taking Taylor. <laughs> Garrett Wilson. Yeah. Kyle Pitts, what are you doing? Zach Wilson. You need to offer me my own team's players to get Kyle Zach Pitts. Zach Wilson. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So he seems to be a real untouchable. Like real he, un- he honestly might be for me. AJ Brown. Kyle Pitts. This is wild. Kyle Pitts is a better receiver than A.J. Brown. Stats don't lie. All right. (laughs) NCAA. Who is your untouchable on the NCAA side? I don't really have one. Probably the most untouchable is a Jai Hall because (laughs) I don't think anybody wants to touch it. (laughs) (laughs) let's, Let's rephrase this question. At what point should you have traded a G Hall or um, what's his name? Al- Eric Gilbert. At what point should you probably have sold? Eric Gilbert a long time ago. A G Hall, I don't. Like, when would I have had the opportunity? At, like, directly after the national championship game, maybe? Maybe. I remember no, at one point after the, I offered... after the spring game, after the spring game where he went off, that's when I should have traded him. But like, I don't remember what I offered you, but I feel like I offered you something for Eric Gilbert one time. You were asking about Eric Gilbert, but then I told you like I would be selling him at his lowest, and then his value actually got lower. <laughs> <laughs> so let's see here. Um, pull up your. Fan tracks team here. You guys are going to owe me an apology when all my freshmen hit in this next draft. Okay, all of and, them. And, all of them, and when Kyle Pitts has fifteen hundred yards. Jesus Christ! I think you are saying Bijan Robinson incorrectly, but or drugs. He's or on drugs. <laughs> all right, you guys are laughing, but I'm not. Well, I know. It's not funny when you lose. I can laugh all I want. When was the last time I lost? I can't remember. <laughs> well, it's probably because you've been you've lost so much on the college side. You just That's kind of, that's kind of unfair because I've been on the bubble for playoffs both years. <laughs> just barely missed. Just barely missed. All right. Not well, a strong that- bubble, but he's been on it. <laughs> Jacob, do you have any questions for either of us here before we uh, round everything out tonight? Um, yeah, I do actually. Whew. I got a great one. Who would you rather have tweet at this moment in time? Montrell Johnson, who you drafted, proven, right? Who's a proven player, or uh, Samuel Brown at Rutgers? Give me Montreal. Well, you took him in like the fifth round, and I took Samuel Brown in like the ninth. So I'm going to keep drafting these freshmen because you had to think about it. I mean, you can have your Rutgers, boys. I will. I got the got Demarco Murray up in there, up at up in New Jersey. <laughs> you better hold that ball high again, or he's going to have fumbling issues. So, Jacob, is there any? I mean, I feel like there's some tension for next week. But if there, 
mean, we had a little bit of a Brett thing here at the beginning. It seems like we kind of need to know what tweets got going on. But is there anybody you want to call out for our next interview for next week on May 18th? I'm calling out tweet, and we're going to – yeah, we're going to hash this out some more. Here we go again. Tweet, will you show up or you be out uh, looking at picnic baskets? I, I'll be honest with you. There's a chance I actually won't be on this week. I was going to tell you at, or next week after. I was going to tell you after. Oh, man. Right, I guess I'll call out Brett because he's more reliable than Tweet. Um, <laughs> Brett, we got to figure out your quarterback situation. I mean, you got you. That's, basically, the, only, that's the only thing we got to figure out? Well, listen, Brett is at the point on the NFL side where he has two assets, and they're both 29 years old. So we need to – you need to come on and explain that. We need to figure what it are we out. What here? So next week, Brett, if you accept the challenge, if you download, if you listen, well, let's rate and review. Let's start there. Then come on to the podcast next week. We are looking forward to having you on the 18th. I expect to see you here. That will do it for us tonight. Don't forget to start your studs. And Jacob, don't hate the player, hate the game, and I'm Triple H. I think I'm Triple H because I was attacked for my strategy. You don't even even know what that means. That was a bear attack. I've been attacked by a bear, and he's just like been rolling in honey, and he's all sticky. (laughs) Call me me motherfucking Pooh Bear. Call you Boo Boo. Hey. Time to play the game. Time to play the game.